generational trauma stops with your mama. Hey, mental health. Girl, wanna work it, lady? Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. We gonna work it out today, okay, lady? It's never known, maybe. This is how you get it, baby. Work, work. Okay, let's put in some work on this mental health, ladies. We are ready to go, and today we are tackling a topic, the real cause of postpartum depression. Now, I've made postpartum depression videos before, um, episodes here on the podcast, and if you haven't already, I encourage you to check them out. Um, some of them share a lot of different, you know, uh, my my perspective on things and things that I've gone through, and I'm going to share even more today. I'm going to share a lot with you. And the reason I'm sharing this again today is because this is a topic that is never going to go away. And I keep seeing, and it really frustrates me as a mom, I keep seeing this stuff about, oh, baby blues, you know, postpartum depression. You know, if you just start reading up on it, initially you'll find all these little posts about, hey, baby blues, this should resolve two weeks after childbirth. It's not the case, okay? This is an issue that usually starts for women when they have their first child and never goes away. Ha, okay? That is what um, I read. That is what I am seeing. That is what my own experience has been to some degree. So we're going to talk today about what are the causes because we always talk about, oh, postpartum depression, you know, be on the lookout for it. But no one really tells you. They will share statistics, which I'm going to share a little bit of statistics today as well because numbers do help us get a grasp on things. But I'm also going to share you the reason. I'm going to take you into the mind of a mother. And if you're a mom, you've had a child or two or three, you are going to understand this information. I hope it'll help you to be more effective, reflective, excuse me, and get the help that you need, you know, um, recognize the issue like we all do and just work on it. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Okay. So first I'm going to go into some real risk factors because there is a lot of risk factors out there. And I'm like, who wrote this? Who came up with that? I'll tell you what the risk factors are. Okay. So some of these have been taken from, you know, um, different um, psychology institutes, psychology blogs, um, mental health um, organizations, and things like that. And I just kind of read through and compiled and kind of added some of my own that I have, you know, experienced myself, seen online, or talked with, with friends. Okay. So postpartum depression risk factors, traumatic birth experience. And let's face it, if you've given birth, I don't know anyone who gave birth for the first time was like, oh, that was so easy. I wasn't stressed out at all. Like birth in itself is a risk factor for postpartum depression. Okay. If you were having a high risk pregnancy, that's a risk risk factor. If you come from a single parent family, that is a risk factor. If you had death of a parent or abandonment of a parent, let's say your parents are divorced, one was in your life for a bit, never saw him again, or let's say your parent died, um, that puts a woman, a new mom, or even a, a second or third time mom at a higher risk for developing postpartum depression, okay? Lack of family support system unplanned pregnancy, 
under 25 years of age. Okay, so we need to stop pushing young girls to have babies. Wait until you're 30 or more. Why not? Okay, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Okay, personal history of family mental illness, verbally or physically abusive mate, loss of job, history of anxiety, low income household, history of sexual abuse, trust issues, unresolved past trauma, relationship issues. These are some real, real causes for postpartum depression. And why are these causes? These are causes because if you have at least one of these, okay, that puts you at a risk for developing postpartum depression. But let's face it, nowadays, most people have multiple. Maybe you have, you know, uh, a mom that left you and a horrible mate that isn't supportive you're going to have postpartum depression, okay? Um, maybe your pregnancy was unplanned and you don't have a job and you're in a low-income household and you had a history of being sexually uh, abused before, okay? You are someone who is probably going to have postpartum de uh, depression. So that was a list of about 18 risk factors for you and us developing postpartum depression. So why is something like low household income a risk factor for postpartum depression? Why? Because when you're in a low income household, it's stressful. Every day is filled with stress because you don't have a lot of time that you can take off work. You're working constantly. You never have enough money to go around. So your brain is always in a space of survival and anger and fear and stress. So then you put a baby in the mix that is crying, that needs your attention, that you want to do more for, but you can't. Now you're starting to see how these things stack up. Now you're starting to see the mind of a postpartum mother, okay? So the thing I want you to take away from this long list of things that I just gave you that has been researched as reasons why the real reasons, the real things that cause postpartum depression these things cause anger, number one, okay? And they cause stress. That is the lethal combination for you developing postpartum depression. Anger and stress. When those things start to stack up, women start to have issues. That's when we see all these things that happen in the news, you know, with mothers and their kids and, and moms just losing it. These are the reasons why postpartum depression can go into postpartum psychosis, okay? Now, even interestingly, I found that even happy memories, like the other day, I was reading a really funny little book, um, Green Eggs and Ham. I grew up on that book, you know, many of us have. And I was reading that to my little ones. And I remember all the happy memories I had with my mother and her reading me that book. I can remember her reading it. I can remember the way that I was laying next to her. I can even remember the way she smelled when she read me, read me that book. I loved it so much. You know, and if you don't have those books, they're great for little kids because they teach them to get articulate because it's a tongue twister. You know, it's a rhyme and it's a tongue twister. Anyway, that's a side note. But um, what happened when I was reading my kids that book and, and my youngest particularly likes it, 
Um, it triggered happy memories, but then that spiraled into some sad memories because I'm like, wow, me and my mom had some really good times. Then of course, like a lot of relationships, you go through some troublesome times. And now she's at a point in her life where she's extremely sick. Um, my mom cannot even get out of bed. Um, she is bedridden because she has had every health problem that you can imagine. And so it starts to feel very unfair, you know, and that's again, in with postpartum depression, you feel robbed of things. You feel your life isn't fair. You look around at others who seem to kind of have it all and they have this awesome support system and you don't, and it hurts. It hurts. It's painful. It's a lot of mental anguish and loneliness. And then sometimes the people you turn to aren't there or they don't care or they're not understanding. You may say something like, oh, this is something that, you know, happened when I was younger. You know, maybe your parents divorced and it really hurt me. And the person who's supposed to comfort you, get over it. The baby's crying. Do this. Do that. Blah, 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 blah. Or this or that. Or now your phone's ringing. Your boss is calling you. Oh, man, you just lost your job. Now your car's got a flat tire. How am I going to get the baby to the doctor's appointment? And it keeps going and going and going and going. Okay, this is postpartum depression. So when I see this trash on the Internet talking about two weeks and, you know, baby blues and you're done, this is a turning point in a woman's life. This is a mental thing that you're going to have to fight against and fight the good fight against the rest of your life. This is unlock the key to your mind, all this repressed stuff that you never dealt with. And then how do you deal with it and be the best version of yourself for your children, for yourself and for your, your kids' futures, okay? How do you give them your best when you're dealing with all of this? So this is postpartum depression. This is postpartum. So yeah, even just like I said, a happy memory that was triggered with me reading the same book that my mom, you know, read to me. And I have a lot of books that my mom kept for us, you know, that I now can share with my little ones. Even Peter Rabbit, that was one that I really loved too, you know, and who doesn't love Peter Rabbit? But even just reading that or reading some of the other books with my little ones, it's hard for me because it makes me think of the good times that we had and the way things were and how I kind of long for things to kind of be in a good place again. You know, um, it's like, man, I wish my mom was, you know, able to, you know, be healthy and she could easily come for a visit. And, you know, you know, my kids have to go visit her in a hospital bed. You know, she's in a hospital bed at home and things like that. So it's like, man, you know, I really wish things were different. You know, I really didn't see life turning out this way. So this is how it feels as a postpartum mom. Maybe a postpartum mom is in a horrible relationship and now she's had a child with this person. And, you know, it's constant verbal abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, every type of abuse you can think of. And now it's all of that, plus whatever she dealt with in her childhood, plus trying to raise her child in the best way possible. It's overwhelm. You become so overwhelmed, it is hard to function. And on top of it, you are running around when you have a child, you don't get to even sit down from the moment you wake up, got to feed them breakfast, you know, get them in the car. Even if you homeschool, okay, you got to get onto this class on time. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to bathe them. You've got to help them in the potty. Your time is no longer your own. 
So when you want to just sit down and read a book or sip a cup of tea, no, you may do it for one second until mom. And you got to go in the bathroom and help somebody on the potty. You know, you got to cook dinner and hey, what you made, they don't want. So now you got to go back to the drawing board or, you know, have that conversation. Or maybe you've got multiple and they're fighting all the time. And you're like, I got to do something for my job. And you guys are fighting and I got to call and get the car fixed. And I need to have a conversation with my husband or maybe there isn't a husband even around. And this is all on you. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. So again, now you see how this is even more the issue if you're a single mom. If you're a single mom, you are there with your children 24-7 all day, every day. Everything that they need, you are going to have to move your body and get up and get it for them. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. We love our little ones. We cherish our little ones. We are thankful for our little ones. However, we do understand, and even others who don't have little ones, you have to understand, this is a situation that is going to be constantly going. And these women, we always are going to need some support, even if it's just a nice phone call, even if it's just, hey, let's grab a bite, you know, after our meeting or whatever, just for some encouragement. Anything you can do for a mom, especially a single mom or a mom who doesn't have support, maybe she's married, but her mom is deceased or the dad is deceased or, you know, maybe all the parents are advanced in age or have health issues or the list goes on. Or maybe they ch have a child with a severe disability. You know, those people need support. Women need support. OK, this is postpartum depression. So, again, I'm going to say it again. If you are online and you're reading this mess about postpartum depression is two, three weeks, and then you're good, this is very dangerous because you might be thinking, oh, I remember feeling that way a little bit around my baby, so now I'm good. That was just like something in the beginning. No. You still have it, and you're going to still have it. It's going to take on different things as we go through life, but it's never going to leave, and this is firmly the way I feel. You know, even when you're, you know, dealing with it, you know, you can do therapy. There's lots of things that I've done, lots of things we can do, you know, to help ourselves with it. But if you don't work on it, it's going to get worse. If you work on it, it'll get better and it'll become so small. It really doesn't bother you much, but it takes work. And that's why we're here on Working Lady, because we do the work. Now, I hate to say it, but people who have come from a strong family, you know, they have a mom and dad who are involved, you know, um, their mate has a mom and dad who is involved. They're like a solid family, you know, no real issues, no trauma, no abuse in the family, no abandonment. Those people are typically less likely to get postpartum depression. And that is because they are feeling fulfilled. They are feeling cared for. They have a support system. If you are like me and have one or more of the things on this list, guess what? You don't have that support system. And when you have a new baby, you are going into uncharted territory. This is a life changing experience and if you feel like you have nobody in your corner to help you or you feel like people have treated you bad in the past and haven't been there for you the feelings that come 
after you have your baby and through raising your children. Let's stop this. Oh, this is a, a temporary thing. Just when you have a brand new baby and then, you know, people see you and they're thinking, OK, well, she has a three year old or four year old. Now she's good. No, she's not. She's probably in the thick of it. She's probably feeling at an all time low. Um, when you have a toddler, because it just starts to stack up. The more the years go on, the more depressed you get, because a lot of these things only get worse, unfortunately. So unless you've got your that your head in the game and you can really, you know, be reflective and and, and step outside of yourself and say, man, I need some help here, or this is an issue for me. How can I get better? And you seek help in the ways that you can. You might not be able to afford a therapist. You may have to just read some books on it and apply what you learn. That is really what has helped me the most with my issues, okay? So it is a real problem, guys. It is a real problem. So um, let's talk about, as I mentioned, you know, late postpartum depression, as they call it, okay? So, of course, postpartum depression can even start, like, you know, with postpart with um, pregnancy anxiety, like you get anxious about, you know, your life changing while you're pregnant or leading up to pregnancy. And then when the baby comes, it just snowballs into postpartum depression. But postpartum depression can even go on and start years afterwards. Let's say you have, you know, a family member that's helping you and there for you and you feel supported, you know, the first year of your baby's life. And then all of a sudden, maybe someone dies or you, you lose a job or your relationship falls apart. Okay, now in comes the the postpartum depression because it's it's all these things stacking up you know you're a new mom the baby is crying you may not know how to soothe her you may not know what's going on and then you've got no one to turn to or maybe that one person that's supposed to be there for you isn't or doesn't care so it's anger it's resentment it's past trauma okay and we're going to talk about how also childhood uh, I'm sorry, how child rearing and childbirth trigger a lot of the past memories that cause us trauma because that also factors in with postpartum depression. But for right now, let's get um to the statistics. Okay, delayed postpartum depression can strike a woman 18 months after birth or later, depending on hormonal changes within the mother's body. And our hormones are affected by our anxiety levels, cortisol. Cortisol, that's a hormone. And we've already got our hormones floating around high because up to five years after you have a baby, your um, estrogen levels are elevated. Five years after having a baby. All right. That's why doctors will encourage you not to have babies too close together because they know all that hormone is going to stack up. So again, having babies real close together too increases your your chances of having um, postpartum depression. Okay. Um, now some things you want to keep an eye out for, um, uh, how to know that you are actually, in fact, dealing with, uh, postpartum depression. Um, you're overwhelmed easy. You have trouble caring for yourself, you know, um, taking a shower and getting yourself ready, um, just are overwhelming. You can't do it. Um, maybe your baby isn't being cared for. Maybe you don't want to talk to anyone. Maybe all you want to do is sleep. Maybe you have no desire to play with your child or interact and engage. Maybe you view everything as kind of a burden. Um, all of these things, they, it sounds so bad and so sad, but these are feelings that people have. Um, it's it's life-changing, okay? These are feelings that, that people have, okay? So um, up to 70% of all new mothers experience 
what they call in here, baby blues, psychiatry.org. I'm sick of hearing this baby blues. Anyway, um, they're calling that a short-term condition that does not interfere with daily activities and does not require medical attention. Symptoms of this emotional emotional condition may include crying for no reason, irritability, restlessness, and anxiety. These systems uh, symptoms last a week and generally resolve on their own without treatment. Crap. Okay. Um, I don't know anybody who's had a baby who had the baby cry for two weeks and then they were done. It's just not the reality. And y'all know me here on the podcast. I am not going to tell you no lie and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Okay. Now let's talk some more about the symptoms of postpartum depression, feeling sad and depressed, loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed, changes in appetite, feeling suicidal, feeling suicidal. Okay. It is a big deal. Feelings of worthlessness or guilt. Difficulty thinking, concentrating, or making decisions, blanking out, crying for no reason, lack of interest in the baby, not feeling bonded to the baby, feelings of being a bad mother, fear of harming yourself or harming your child. Now, I'll be honest with you. We are seeing nowadays a lot of women suffering with postpartum depression. We are seeing women, unfortunately, ending their children. We just had someone, I think it was up in Connecticut or something that made national news and it's happening daily like if you look it up like when i was preparing for this and i looked it up every day this is happening okay where mothers are unfortunately ending their children and ending themselves um and it's a lot of the times you know lack of support maybe they have one of these issues they didn't realize they had it never got help for it and you know then it just snowballs into a big problem. And unfortunately, tragedies happen. I feel like all of us have to admit that it could happen to us. Okay. If you're like, oh man, that mom's so horrible. Why would she do that? Don't judge. Um, these are horrible things. We're definitely not making excuses, but anyone can go there if they don't get the help they need and they're suffering from mental illness and they're unaware and, and they're at a place where they can't help themselves and no one is really taking them by the hand and helping them. Um, that's why I believe that women, we have to be a community. We have to help each other. Um, some of us have great support systems and we've never felt any of this. Some of us don't. We don't have you know, the support that we need. Now, I'm going to share with you a little bit of my kind of experience with postpartum. So my hit me like a ton of bricks. I am by nature a very bubbly, like outgoing person. I want to be everybody's friend. Like, oh, yay. Just like, yay, 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 yay. I am like a cheerleader. Okay. Just hype all the time. Happy. Um, love connecting with people. I was excited um, for my first pregnancy. It was planned. Being a mom is what I wanted to do my entire life. So when it was my turn, I was happy about it. I planned for it. I was all about everything. And then I went into childbirth. My childbirth was traumatic. Um, I was able to, you know, finally get it done. I was very anxious about having a C-section, which I didn't end up having to have. But it was like all of a sudden I became flooded with so much fear that I just couldn't even handle it. And so during labor and all that, I'm like having panic attacks. Finally, I got to the point where I was able to like calm down. I was just like, look, 
whatever happens, happens. Um, I share a lot more of my first birth experience. I have a first birth video um, episode here on the podcast that you're more than welcome to check out that goes into um, some of the, the details um, of my first, I think I was, oh, that was just my first can't remember if I put that one up yet. Excuse me. So anyway, if it's not there, it'll be there soon. It'll be coming in the future. But um, so there was some trauma there. And I can remember when I the baby finally came out, I was excited to see her and they put her on me. And I had this overwhelming feeling like, oh my God, get it off. Like, I could not believe it. I also can remember feeling like in my head, I don't think that I'm capable or good enough to have a baby. So once the baby comes out, they'll probably say something like, well, the baby didn't make it or, you know, she's going to have all these issues or I just in that instance did not feel like I could give birth to a baby or, or a healthy baby. Like I just felt like something was going to be drastically wrong and it wasn't this beautiful baby popped out. And, you know, you're just like shocked that this is your child. It is like frightening and shocking at the same time. And I can remember feeling bad that I was afraid when the baby was laying on me, not afraid, like, Oh God, I'm afraid of it. But like, Oh, what have I done? Like, this is my child. Oh my goodness. Like, wow, this is mine. I did this. Like, this is a huge responsibility and I'm gonna mess it up. That's how I felt very overwhelmed. Um, and again, you you know, you're having all these other complications. You're having, you know, you're trying to get the baby to latch, all this stuff. You're trying to heal in the hospital. I was, again, having complications. My blood pressure was a massive issue, like stroke level blood pressure. So you're trying to make all the des these decisions in the midst of this beautiful new baby that you have, and you feel awful. So um, I remember sitting up before I left the hospital. I was up for like 24 hours, and I was sitting up in the bed, crawled up crouched up in the ball like this, staring at the wall. I was just so overwhelmed with everything. I All I could do was stare. And I remember my doctor coming in and I remember seeing him walk in and he was just kind of looking at me like, and he kept saying my name over and over again, like, oh, uh, hello. And then afterwards, when I kept having my follow-up visits, he'd be like, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? And I'd be like, I, I'm just feeling really off mentally i'm overwhelmed i'm having panic attacks about small things like i became overwhelmed with like germs like oh my goodness like something's gonna happen and i'm gonna get something or this baby's gonna get something and we did you know just like overwhelming thoughts and so um that is really a big big deal okay um this is some of how we can know um when things are a little bit off so then, you know, you're going on a lot about your business and you get the baby home. And I can remember walking in with my husband and bringing the baby in the little car seat carrier into our home. And immediately I put the baby's car seat down and I could not believe it. I was like, there is a baby in our house. Like I literally brought this baby home from the hospital. Like this is my baby. It was so overwhelming. That was the first time I cried. I didn't cry when the baby first came out, you know, because I was, I think I was just still in shock. But when I looked over and saw that baby, like in my house, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, there's a baby in our house. Like, what am I going to do? Very overwhelming. And then something very strange started to happen. I started to get 
very, very angry with everyone around me. I became angry with people that are no longer even in my life, um, people who disappointed me, people who hurt me. I was so violently angry. Um, the couple days after that, you know, I started throwing things. I was freaking out. I was angry at everyone. You know, I was telling this person, I remember when you did this and you never apologized to me and that hurt me to my heart and I need help and support and you weren't here. And I was just going off. Um, and what I realized was later on, um, especially now looking in hindsight, what was happening is when you go through a traumatic experience in childbirth, it's traumatic because you're like, you know, it's it's a life or death. It can very much be life or death. It sends your mind into fight or flight. And after that comes a lot of anger. This is just how our, our minds are, 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 are geared up. And so that is what I was experiencing. Um, it brought out a lot of past memories. And that is why women's postpartum depression starts at childbirth. And then your mind is so just like overstimulated that then all these repressed memories that you didn't even think about. I'm talking about, I was going off about stuff that happened years ago. You know, I'm one of the ones where, yeah, you know, my parents divorced, there was issues there. And I was mad about all of that all over again, stuff that I thought that I was over. I wasn't. The other thing that happens is when you become a mom, it's like a veil being lifted and you start to look at situations and things that happen to you. And you're like, this person did not actually give a crap about me because I, now I'm in the place where I'm a little bit older, I'm a little bit wiser, and I have this child to take care of. And you're just like, you know what? I thought this person cared. They actually didn't. And you're mad because you didn't realize it. You're mad because you didn't have that wisdom then that you do now. And you're mad that how could someone do that to you when you have this baby? You would never do that to them. And so it's a lot of anger. Um, or if there's someone who isn't in your life, and I have several that weren't in my life who chose not to be. And so I'm like, how could you do this to, to a family member or a close friend, someone you care about? I would never do that, you know, to this new life, you know, but this person, they didn't care. Okay, so childbirth and being a new mom, it opens up your brain. You think about things in more depth or detail than you ever did before. And you're able to go back and reason and really see why people did things the way they did. You know, it was like, I would just sit there and think like, wow, this situation and that situation, that's why that happened. This person was like this, and this is why they never did this. And this is why they never said that. So coming to those realizations of your past traumas and why people did things that they did or why certain situations happened or whatever, in the mix of being a new mom is overwhelming. And so then you start to spiral down. You start to spiral into a deep depression because you're just like, here I am thinking that I had this big community and I don't. No one actually cares. It's just me and this child. You know, I may have one or two people there, you know, and then sometimes the people who try to help you, you're mad at them because they're not the person you want. Right. So I had some people helping me, you know, um, my mother in law, she was just amazing, you know, and but I'm like, 
I'm mad because this other person should be here and that other person should be here and they're not. And so I'm at, I'm like, that's not right either. You know, so you can't be mad um, at the people who do try to help you um, for not being the person um, that you want them to be. Um, it's, it's basically misplaced anger and um, anger. All of this brings out anger, 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 anger. Okay. So um, this is a really big issue. Um, and I really hope that, you know, we can have some back and forth conversation about this. I hope that you'll leave a comment below. Just, you know, if there's anything you can share, because a lot of moms, when I was in my height of my postpartum depression, I was on YouTube, I was on podcasts, and I wanted to see what women's experiences were. And, you know, was I alone in this? Was I just going crazy? Was I, I don't, like, what was going on? And so when I would read other people's experiences, I would see, hey, I'm not alone. A lot of women go through this. Some women are going through even worse. You know, I need to be grateful for what I have, be grateful that I have this amazing new life and do the best that I can and try to just move forward and forget about all those things um, that make us angry, okay? So um, again, when, you, when you're coming to this point, so now let's say we're at the point where our baby is about like one year old or two years old. Now we're having another baby. So that also increases our chances of developing more postpartum depression because guess what? You've got less time for yourself. You're trying to always explain things because that's part of being mom. You're constantly explaining. You're constantly teaching. And so a lot of moms get overwhelmed, motherhood overwhelmed. So you're dealing with that and you're dealing with all your past trauma and it's just a lot. Okay. So I like this read on motherly. It says being a toddler mom can cause anxiety. Um, things we can do to help allow ourselves to feel anxious. Um, don't be over concerned that you're being a, a bad mom, make time for yourself. Um, so motherhood anxiety is a thing. And I really do feel like it starts with a postpartum depression. It's like immediately the brain is like firing off and then you just go down this downward spiral into, you know, mom, motherhood anxiety. So then something else interesting um, can happen to mothers, too, that I've experienced as well is let's say your kids are much bigger now. You may have like a four year old, a six year old, an eight year old, a 12 year old, a 15 year old. As your baby is hitting milestones. You are hitting milestones with them in terms of you growing into an even more mature woman. And again, you are reflecting back as you're teaching them things, you're reflecting back on your own experience as a child at that point. So, for example, um, I remember, you know, we had these great videos. Um, they're on JW.org. Um, they're Caleb and Sophia videos, and they just teach kids life lessons. It's very wholesome, you know, Bible based and everything. And um the one video was explaining like, hey, you know, no one should ever be trying to like get you off in a corner um, or do anything, you know, always have open communications with your parents. If someone tries to grab you, you yell stop, you know, and you go tell an adult. So it was basically, you know, prepping your child, you know, how to be on alert for, you know, people who are out there trying to do um you know, bad things um, to our little ones, how to prepare and have those conversations with them. So I remember after the video, I made it a point to have a conversation um, with my little one. 
And I was like, hey, you know, this is this is what you if someone tries this, you do this. And what did you learn from that video? And that was a great video. And as I'm going through it, all of a sudden I get this flashback of some instances from my childhood that made me like, wait a minute. That what happened was actually inappropriate. This person was really doing something that they should not have been. And I immediately was like overwhelmed, angry again, because I'm like, how did I not realize this? First of all, my brain just locked it away. You know, as kids, kids are very dismissive. They're just kind of going through life meandering. They're gathering information, but they just, kids are just joyful. Anything bad that happens, their brains just push it out. So that's what happened to me. I never thought about it again until what, 20 something years later, I'm explaining things to my child and I realized some things from way back then. And so as you're going through motherhood and these things constantly happen, it's just like keeps opening these wounds and you keep getting broadsided with things that you thought you had dealt with, you never even realized. And it's an issue, okay? So um, I'll be honest, that can be overwhelming. It's very triggering and um, it causes a lot of moms postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. And for some women, it spirals all the way down into postpartum psychosis where, you know, they are a danger to themselves and to others. Um, and they, they go on, you know, to do violence, um, act, you know, they act out violently. So um, it, it really can be a problem. So again, you know, that was something that I never saw coming that I would be explaining just some normal, you know, mother, child, mother, daughter things um, and have that happen. So, you know, I was depressed for a few days. Um, it opened a whole can of worms um, and it was a problem. So I know a lot of you out there have been in the same situation. And for moms that are maybe you are pregnant right now or maybe you have, you know, like a one year old or something know that this is something you're going to have to continue to work on. Motherhood is going to continue to trigger you. You know, even when we have teenagers, you may be having a conversation with your teenager, um, trying to give them guidance and, you know, get steer them in the right direction. And then you remember something from your teenage years that you totally blocked out. And those memories um, and those triggers just start going off, girl. They just start going off. So it is an issue. It is an issue. Okay. Um, if you have any questions for me on this topic, I am here for you. I'm here to, um, you know, share my experience. If you have anything that you can drop below in the comments that will help other moms, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. I also wanted to share this um, image with you. Um, this is a, a little photo from Very Well Mind. Um, that's a great, um, just like online online resource for um, psychology things. And I felt like this picture very much illustrated what postpartum depression can feel like. It feels lonely. Um, you feel isolated. You feel misunderstood. You feel unloved. You feel unheard. You feel like you are shouting and no one is listening. You feel like you are climbing a mountain that is leading you to nowhere um, when you're in the thick of your postpartum depression. This can 
be at any time. And some days you're going to have good days. There were times when my my babies were babies and I was just on top of the world. And then all of a sudden something just comes out of nowhere and you're just totally derailed. Even with bigger toddlers, even with little kids and even with teenagers, some days mommy's going to have some good mental health days and other days mommy is not going to have good mental health days. We're going to be dealing with mommy overwhelm probably until our kids get grown. Um, that seems like when we really start to get relief from some of the, the mom overwhelm and the triggering feelings and things like that. So, and again, motherhood doesn't end, you know, even when our kids are adults, we're still going to worry about them and we still are going to be there to, to guide them and help them. Motherhood does not end. Okay. So, all right, ladies, I hope that you have found this episode um, to be helpful and informative. Um, I hope um, sharing this information about my experience has helped you and giving you the real deal on postpartum depression. Forget this baby blue stuff, okay? It's more than that. It is more than that, okay? If you are listening here on YouTube, if you would please go ahead and subscribe. Um, I'm trying to share information that is really beneficial for all women of all ages, having real conversations about things that we face and coming together and helping each other. So please, if you're about that, go ahead, hit the like button, share and subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. And also don't forget, if you are on Instagram, I am too. I would appreciate the follow. I try to minimize my Instagram use because Let's face it, Instagram can cause a lot of mental illness, and I'm not shy about saying it, okay? Um, but I am there. It is a, a tool for business, so I will use it. So I would appreciate it if you would follow me there. All right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It Lady. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next episode. Go, go on and work it, lady. Yeah, that's how you work it, lady. It's never know, or maybe this is how you get it, baby. Work, work.